Welcome to the As Is Sis podcast, a place for women of all sizes, shades, and imperfections. Our goal is to embrace the movement of perfectly made and as is, period. Our personal talks could get a bit deep, spicy, and real because our Lord and Creator meant us to be that way. Our purpose is to encourage all women to find the beauty beyond the skin while reflecting on our lives as is through discussions, funny stories, and serious topics. And just by clicking subscribe, you'll be welcomed into our sisterhood and help us redefine the idea of as is, sis. Now here's your as is host, Michaela. Hey, sis. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I want to pick up where we left off in our last episode around our bodies being temples. And so last episode, we talked about um, intuitive eating and food and making sure that we take care of our bodies. Um, And this week, I want to slightly change the focus with the overarching message still being that our body's a temple, but with a focus on alcohol and drinking. And this is another area that I've walked in, that I've struggled with, that I just hope can um, bring some encouragement to you today, whatever you're walking through. Um, So let's go ahead and pray to get us started. Dear Lord, I pray that um, you just speak through my words today, Lord, that you help encourage a sister in whatever she is struggling to surrender or to give up, um, that you just release her from any shame that she holds, that this is a struggle, and just remind her that there is nothing that she can do or not do that's going to change how much you love her. I pray that you break chains and strongholds and generational curses and that you just bring freedom and allow us to just walk in victory that um, we can glorify you through our bodies and to treat our bodies as the temples that they are, that we are um, just on this earth um, for a period of time and that we are on mission to, to love others and to love you so that we can one day experience um, eternal life with you as we accept your son as our savior. And so, Lord, I pray that you just use this time today um, to get us one step closer to, to looking like you. Amen. So as I mentioned, um, this is definitely something that I've struggled with in my in my walk is alcohol consumption, um, that it's often been a source of comfort, of a source of numbing, I would say, um, that in my walk, and I've shared before in my testimony that I really struggled with feelings of not being enough. I struggled with body image issues. And to me, alcohol was something that I turned to when I didn't want to process my emotions or my feelings. Or as somebody that's a high achiever that I felt like I could make up for my unworthiness, which was all just lies from the enemy. Um, I am an achiever and I'm on. I'm on all the time. I'm an Enneagram 3 for anybody that's familiar with the Enneagram. Probably have to talk about the Enneagram in a future podcast for sure. Um, But I am just always looking towards maintaining an image and accomplishing, achieving, really uh, gaining other people's respect. 
And so in my life, I feel like my on button is on at all times. And I just have to remind myself that I can just be myself and be vulnerable. And the Lord works through us even more when we show our our weaknesses. And uh, it took me a long time to learn that. So at that time, I was really turning to alcohol to be able to turn it off a bit. And so desperately holding on to control in my life, um, alcohol was how I was able to let loose and give up that control, ultimately to the point that I would lose control. And I just found myself making terrible decisions. Um, I can't tell you how many Uber drivers I kissed, um, the times that I cheated, or the times that I just made plain bad decisions that I would not have made um, not under the influence. And so I would usually wake up with um, shame, with guilt, uh, with just these feelings of being even worse off than I was before, right? And so I let alcohol take a part of my life for way too long. And it was just actually six months ago, six months ago that I was able to finally make the decision that I wanted to surrender alcohol to the Lord. And the way that it all came about was just so God, only God. Um, I was deciding to to lead a small group at my church. and I was praying with a friend who was going to be leading the group with me. And I don't remember why I was praying for surrender. Obviously, it was in my mind something for her to surrender. <laughs> but the Lord clearly said to me in that moment, Michaela, I want you to surrender. I want you to surrender alcohol. And for some um, context and background around this, my church had done a week of prayer and fasting. And at that time, I decided that I was going to surrender alcohol. And it was a really good time. I heard from the Lord. I wasn't distracted, felt healthy. And as soon as that fast is over, I went to Nashville with a friend and just, I think, drank the whole week. And, um, in that time, I just felt like, huh, why does it have to be this extreme, right? Why do I have to go to this level? And when I wasn't drinking, I remember hanging out with a gal and saying, oh, you know, when I'm done with this fast, we'll go out. I'll, I'll be so much more fun. And the Lord convicted me in that moment and said, what? What is this nonsense? You're, you'll be more fun? Michaela, you don't need alcohol to be fun. You are fun. And so the Lord slowly started working on my heart at that point in time, um, where I just felt this urge and nudge uh, from the Holy Spirit that I was supposed to be giving up alcohol, but did not make that decision at that time and was just still kind of fighting it. And so when I heard this um, <laughs> nudging from the Lord, praying for surrender, I just knew, okay, it's time. It's time I surrender this. And in my mind, it was just going to be for the length of the small group. I really was focused on being disciplined. I wanted to be present. I wanted to lead um, my girl as well. And so that was going to be just a couple months um, to, to, to really surrender alcohol and not drink. Well, walking into that, um, I just started to feel really free, really clear-minded, really controlled and disciplined. Um, I I felt the Lord just rewarding this obedience and saying, 
Michaela, look how much it is, look how much easier it is to make good decisions when you're not under the influence, when your inhibitions um, aren't being um, turned off. And I was able to eat healthier. I wasn't going home and eating a whole pizza. I was really um, focused on dating in a healthier way that I wasn't making out with my Uber drivers or having sex. And um, man, how much easier it is to make good choices, not under the influence. And so I started to build, the Lord really started to build my confidence in my self-control and self-discipline through this act of surrendering alcohol. And so I decided, I think I want to continue on this path of surrender. And in my prayer time, I really felt the Lord say, Michaela, I want you to continue on this. And this isn't necessarily going to be a forever thing, right? I'm going to show you that alcohol doesn't have control over your life. Um, and, and one day there's something that you can experience. This is something you can do in moderation, right? But until then, I am calling you to so much right here, right now. I want you to be focused and on mission. So surrender it for a year. So that was it. That was the the thing that I needed uh, to get to. And so six months today, um, and I, I feel so confident that this was the right choice for me. And maybe it is for you, maybe it's not. Um, but I want to share with you just some of the benefits that I've walked in and hopefully share some um, convictions that might speak to you as well. You see, what was happening in this surrender of alcohol is that I was not allowing it to be an idol for me anymore, something that I turn to above the Lord. And maybe it's alcohol for you, or maybe it's something else. But for me, that was what I was depending on to uh, get me through my emotions, my feelings, and Outside of that being an unhealthy coping mechanism, it was also just deterring me from my relationship and my walk with the Lord. And so by surrendering this, um, I was able to really put my focus back on the Lord and relying on Him during times um, that I might have turned to alcohol. And what the other thing He was doing was just reminding me of uh, the importance of of the fruits of the spirit and practicing them in my life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. This is a practice of, of self-control for me. And in that self-control, I started to feel and be more in tune with my body, to hear from it and to know um, what I was going through, what I was feeling, being more cognizant of my emotions instead of numbing them out or turning them off or distracting myself. Um, I was able to listen to my body. And ultimately, that's the reminder that I want to share with you today is that your body, it's a temple. Uh, we mentioned this verse in our last episode, and I want to bring it back to remind you that in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? who lives in you and was given to you by God, you do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. I need to remind myself that the decisions that I'm making, how I'm treating it, what I'm putting into it, um, it's, it's for the Lord. My body is His. I'm a temple. And 
I have to remember that um, the decisions that I'm making are also impacting a future and other decisions. So by drinking, I'm also giving myself more temptation to make bad decisions, to sleep around, to gossip, to whatever it may be. And so I have to remind myself of 1 Corinthians 10 in that the Lord always gives us a way out of temptation. He'll show us a way out. But sometimes that way out is not practicing or engaging in something that we know is going to lead us down a bad path. It's having discernment and wisdom to know that I shouldn't be drinking right now. I'm not in the headspace to be drinking. Or maybe this is something I need to cut out for a period of time. And so I just want to encourage you to remind you that nothing should have a hold over you that isn't the Lord, right? The, the only thing that should be your utter dependence and reliance on is in the Lord. And we're allowed freedom and free will and the Lord gives us autonomy to make decisions and drinking in itself is not a bad thing, right? Especially if you can do it in moderation, right? But I want to remind you of another scripture in 1 Corinthians 10 that is just so wise and discerning in it. It's 1 Corinthians 10, 23 and 24. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. And so I had to really reflect and ask myself, okay, drinking's okay if I just have one glass, right? But is it good for me? Is it healthy for me? Is it helping me love my brothers and sisters in a, a good way? And a lot of times the answer was no. I was leading them into temptation and bad decisions. And so um, I just want to remind you that if something's keeping you from relying on God for making good decisions, maybe it's something that the Lord's asking you to surrender for for a period at least. And so I want to encourage you that maybe it's your time to to give up that alcohol, to stop drinking, to take a, a break away from it. And in this journey, um, I was listening to a podcast by the Huberman Lab and it was called What Does Alcohol or What Alcohol Does to Your Body, Brain, and Health. And I'll link it in the podcast. It goes so in depth of really the toxicity that alcohol has. And I'm not the kind of gal who can just spit facts and verbatim what he said to you um, back, but I can tell you that it had such an impact on me. And just one line, the part that said, okay, well, if alcohol is really that bad for you, then why don't they just make it an illegal? And he said, well, they tried. And it's called prohibition. And the impact of that was more detrimental than <laughs> just having alcohol. And of course, prohibition was for a different reason. But that really resonated with me is that, okay, yeah, this is maybe something that we shouldn't be allowed to do, <laughs> to consume and has a terrible impact on our bodies and our brain function and oh, all the science behind it. I think you should just Give it a listen. If you're thinking about um, surrendering alcohol, this will just encourage you because, man, the science. Um, but I say all that to just 
remind you that really your body is a temple and the Lord is wanting to use you in big ways, sis. But he can't do that if you're distracting yourself, if you're numbing yourself, if you're not being obedient to what he's calling you to. And I think it's important to note that like we all have different convictions. So maybe alcohol isn't one that the Lord is putting on your heart right now. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's um, a life of busyness. I don't know. I think that there are things that cannot be sinful that we can continue in our life. But I think more often than not, we have a struggle with something and we just don't want to surrender it yet. Um, and, and maybe this is the encouragement that you need and the encouragement that you can be reminded that your life can be f- full and vibrant and fun without alcohol. I know for me, there were so many lies that I believed that I needed alcohol that fun, to lose control, to, you know, let my hair down. It's all about the memories. And I can't tell you how much fun I've had the last six months being present and awake and alive and just feeling healthy. And so maybe this is this is your call. Maybe it's time that you give up and surrender this period of drinking. Maybe it's not. Whatever it is, I want to remind you that your body is a temple and that we are called to glorify the Lord through it. And I hope that you love it a little better, that you look in the mirror and you see that there is a wonderful creator behind every detail and aspect and that you need to take care of this body and love it well. Thanks for tuning in, sis. Thank you for joining us on this episode of As Is, Sis. We really hope you found some inspiration through our meaningful talks and honest words of wisdom, joy, hope, and reality. It's okay to subscribe because you are welcome here in our sisterhood, where we embrace the real and perfect you, period. And for more information, head over to as-is-sis.com and find your beauty beyond your skin, because that's how our Lord and Creator meant us to be. We'll be here next time.